New Transport Minister Cindy Chikunga has a tough job ahead of her. She is part of the reshuffle cabinet announced by President Cyril Ramaphosa last night. Civil society organization Auta says her predecessor Fikile Mbulula vacated his office for his new ANC job, leaving issues with the driving license car renewal system unresolved. And we discuss all of this with Auta senior legal project manager Andrea van Heerden. Andrea, thank you very much for your time and welcome to Radio Islam International. Hi, good afternoon, Habib, and thank you so much for having us this afternoon. Uh, before we get into the issues of the day, let's just look at, uh, in summary, what would you term his legacy as the transport minister is? I know there's a number of issues left unresolved. Earlier in the day, I saw him put out a Instagram video of his tenure as the transport minister and showing some of the highlights of his achievements. I saw the delivery of the train, uh, his involvement during COVID in facilitating the roadblocks and uh, the taxis and all of those issues. But in your understanding, what would you describe his tenure as the uh, minister in transport as? Well, to be completely honest, I think I would describe it as very disappointing. I think when um, Minister Fakile Mbalula was appointed as the Minister of Transport, he made a lot of promises and uh, really promised that he would work with civil society in resolving uh, the pertinent issues that plague us as a society today. But unfortunately, that has not come to pass. And uh, we are left with more unanswered questions than we are with, with ways forward. So... Yeah, I unfortunately would classify his tenure as a really big appoint, uh, disappointment because he didn't fix uh, the things that are important to road users and to to civil, uh, normal citizens. Yes, and talking on some of those issues, uh, let's pick up on the issue of the card production machine. I mean, it, it's, it's, it needs to be replaced. It's an old one. It breaks down very frequently. It's causing a very big backlog in terms of the license and uh, the production there. There's somewhere around 600,000 people, and we, there's a huge backlog. So we did hear there, there was some talk about, you know, moving on to the smart system and giving the tender on around the 10th of November 2022 last year. But now all this remains suspended in mid-air as the minister vacates office. Well, yes and no. Remember that um, we have different transport entities reporting back to the Minister of Mm. Transport. So there are different entities responsible for for different things. So, for instance, when it comes to the production of your driver's license card, um, the main entity responsible for that is the driver's license card account entity, which is a trading entity of the Department of Transport. Mm. So in terms of legislation, they are managed mandated to to do specific functions and their main function is to ensure that they have this card production machine and that they produce the cards within a specific time period. So although he's vacating the office, the responsibility of ensuring that these things happen does not necessarily lie with the minister, but it lies with the entity reporting to the minister. So the minister is effectively the oversight um, responsible, the executive responsible to ensure that these things are implemented. And that lays with the office of the ministry, not necessarily a person. Mm. But yeah, there has been a lot of issues within this space with the backlogs and the broken machine. And what I can tell you is that the minister did approach cabinet because they want to change the driver's license card itself. 
But in order to do that, they need a new machine. And just interesting enough, the the tender or a tender for the procurement of a new card production machine has been put out four times and four times have been withdrawn, with the latest one being published on the 20th of November and the ending date or the closure date being the 30th, which was then extended to the 15th of December. And to date, we don't know whether or not that tender has been awarded. Hmm. And together with that, there's a number of other unresolved issues. Uh, what are some of those important issues that you would like to you know, uh, raise here? So one of the most important issues that goes with the driver's license card entity is, for instance, the extension of validity of the driver's license card. Hmm. So in terms of legislation, you have the National Road Traffic Act, which regulates a lot of things. And then you have regulations to the act. And I always, when people ask me about what's a regulation, I always say it's a piece that gives meat to the original act. But Mm. that piece that gives meat to the original act, that can be published by the minister. So it doesn't have to go through the whole process of legislation coming before parliament, going to the National Assembly, the NCOP, etc. It's literally the minister in consultation with the entities or the applicable persons, the side and the minister publishes it in the government gazette. So keeping that in mind, when we look in South African context, currently our driver's license card is valid for five years. Now, don't get me started on the reasoning why the minister said it's five years because that's absolutely ludicrous. But the fact of the matter is that extension can be easily uh, made longer. Mm. I mean, the minister can just publish the regulation. And a fun fact, in 2013, the then minister, the Pope Peters, did this. They published regulations extending the validity from five to ten years. But less than a year later, they withdrew, uh, withdrew that regulation. And that begs the question, why? But we're just saying that at the end of the day, there's so much more benefits if government extends the validity of driver's license cards to 10 years instead of five. And it's very easy to do that. So that's one of the main issues within this space. Hmm. There's also the issue of corruption. I mean, just for 250 bucks, you can buy yourself uh, a new license there. You see, and that's, that's one of the big problems. And um, this is Amza's opinion when it comes to corruption, is these entities, when you refer to, to the bigger picture, the different transport entities that report back to the minister, if you look at those business models, those entities are set up to generate revenue. And we say that is wrong because these entities aren't supposed to be set up to generate revenue. They're supposed to deliver a service. Yes, of course, they need revenue, so they have to collect revenue, but they have to use it in terms of what they are mandated to use it for. If they don't do that, which is the case, that opens the door for corruption. To give you an example, when we look at the the entity, the RTIA, the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, their main mandate is responsible for the enforcement of ARTU which we all know is also a controversial issue. It's not been implemented nationwide. It's only applicable in Gauteng. But their main mandate is to administer that process. But they generate revenue. And because they generate so much revenue, they don't know what to do with the money. Hmm. So you get the situation where you have a disgraced registrar of the RTIA who decided to give himself a 10 million rand bonus. (laughs) And that is exactly what we're saying is these entities are set up in such a way that they generate revenue, which is good, yes, 
But instead of using it to deliver the services which they are mandated for, they, they spend it, they misspend it, they irregularly spend it, and they make poor decisions with our money. Hmm, interesting indeed. What about the toll issue? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, that's an issue that's that's been um, yes clouded in frustration for many years, especially when it comes to Arta. But hmm. um, I mean, Arta has been trying to engage with Sanwell as well, because in terms of legislation, again, when you look at the GFIP, the stretch of road over which e-tolls are declared. Um, there was a regulation published by Sanwell because they are the entity responsible for that stretch of road, declaring it toll routes. Because they declared it a toll route, they were um, legally bound or they could, in terms of law, collect the money. Now, whether or not that is irrational or constitutional, that is uh, out of issue. We don't believe it's so. But it hasn't been challenged. So until that declaration of toll is withdrawn by Sanroll, Sanroll will actually be able to collect the toll or the e-toll. But what Sanroll is saying now is the situation is out of their hands. National and province, national and provincial government now needs to come up with solutions, which we don't necessarily agree with. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how they decide to fund the alleged debt. Sandwell still needs to ensure that they comply with their duties and withdraw these declarations that were published. Again, it is something that the Minister of Transport, as the executive, has the final authority over. So although... He's not part of the board. The board reports to the minister. Mm. And the minister needs to exercise his or her, in this case, his oversight. Finally, what would be your message if you had to sit down with the new minister? I think at the end of the day, is um, when it comes to e-tolls, and there's a lot of controversial issues, e-tolls are to where Arta was in the forefront. It would sometimes see that we have uh, adverse, uh, adverse or adversarial um, outlook when it comes to government, which is not the case. What we are saying is we want to take hands with government. We want to work with government in order to find solutions. And I think that is the call that we would make to the newly elected minister. There are so many issues that need to be tackled. But you have to have to think about the things that affect the normal people. Why should people care about certain issues? Those people pay taxes. Those pay, taxes go into the fiscus. And then government uses it in order to render services. But if you don't know what is going on at a grassroots level, then you'll never be able to, to fix the problem. So I think that would be ARTA's call, is to call for engagement in order for ARTA and civil society to take hands with government in order to resolve all these issues. Hmm. Andrea, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated on Radio Islam International. Thank you so much, Abid. Bye-bye.